Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of FTU Life After the Military. I'm your host, Tony Rodriguez, and it's Saturday morning, very early. And I wanted to get this episode out um, for a few things. There are a few things that I want to talk about. Uh, the first topic is, again, why do I do this podcast? Well, this podcast is, you know, to help um, people who are getting out of the military or people who are out already, or even who are people are in, who are worrying about transitioning out or who are dealing with uh, mental health problems or just dealing with anything. That's the main goal of this podcast, right? So I hope if you're listening that you've gotten something out of this podcast. If anything, maybe at least have been able to realize that you're not alone in whatever you're dealing with, that you're, that a lot of us feel the same way and it's okay to reach out for, for help. That's perfectly fine. Whatever that may be. If you need help writing a resume, if you need help uh, with interview tips, or if you need help, um, you know, just seeking some mental health assistance, um, because that's a big step, right? Admitting that you need it and then reaching out and getting that assistance. Okay. So I, I've been asked several times about, uh, you know, if you have any suggestions on how to improve this podcast, I'd be more than happy to take it um, because you know, I want to improve the quality of this podcast. Um, no, there's some suggestions that have come up that I'm just going to ignore because they're just ridiculous, right? Um, yeah, there's nothing I can do about my face, so I'm sorry. Like, I, I get it. You, you don't like the logo, but guess what? That's the logo, and it's going to stay the logo. And the reason for that is because in the when I was in the military, um, you know, the military, again, a lot of great things about this place, right? Um, it provided me an opportunity. I originally signed up because I wanted money for college um, because I knew uh, living in Los Angeles, working in a factory, I was going nowhere quick. So I, I knew I had to finish my college degree. And the original plan was just to do four years. And that turned into, um, you know, what, seven. And then that quickly turned into 10. And then that just turned into 22. And that's fine because I met a lot of great people. And I've gone to a lot of places that I would not never have been. Right. I mean, I went to Jonestown, you know, growing up in East LA, I, I heard about this in high school, but I never thought I'd be there. And there I am at Joan, Jonestown in Guyana, right. You know, in sixth grade in East LA, you know, we have a, this map, a globe and I'm looking at it and I look down at South America and I look at this um, lake and it's, you know, Lake Titicaca and lo and behold, but about 30 years later, I'm right there at that lake. And that's awesome. You know, so there's a lot of places that I've got to go to, you know, Iraq, right? I mean, how many people get to see the Fertile Crescent, you know, the Euphrates and the Tigris? I did. Again, never would have been able to do that if it wasn't for the military. So there's a lot of things I really liked about the military. I got to meet a, a lot of great people, a lot of, made a lot of friends, um, and that's part part of the other reason why I do this podcast is because, look, I'd like to say that I'm just, you know, doing this solely for the benefit of other people. But I'm, I'm a little, you know, selfish myself, right? I knew if I did this podcast, it would be a way to reach out to people who I haven't talked to in a long time. I knew I got to get in touch with Stacy, And, you know, um, that, that's, that was awesome because I missed talking to her. She's, again, not just a leader, not just a mentor, uh, but She's a friend, and I know if I ever needed anything or if I needed someone to talk to, I knew she'd be there. Um, 
one of the best officers I ever worked with in the military. Um, today I had lunch with my friend Juan. I haven't talked to Juan in, in a while. And that's sad because we're both here at Fort Bragg, but you know, our lives just kept us apart, you know, cause in the military, you're worried about military things. Well, I'm out and he's getting out. So, um, you know, it was good to have lunch with him and good to see him. He's doing well. And, um, you know, chief, if you're out there, um, Yes, this is Tony. Uh, Juan isn't lying. Uh, I do have a podcast, um, and you're more than welcome to come on at any time. You can talk about anything uh, you'd like. I'd uh, like to have you both on if, you'd, if you're willing to be on. Um, so, you know, I got to see, I got to talk to my uh, Rob. You know, he haven't posted his episode yet, but it'll be coming up here shortly. And there's just a lot of people. You know, I talk to Drew maybe once a week, once every two weeks, but it's always good to talk to him and hear from him and Chris, all the Chris's. I know there's been multiple Chris's male, female Chris's on here. Um, so that's the other reason why I do it. But in the military, right? Like you're told um, when you come in, you're told that you have to fit in, you have to assimilate and you have to be part of the team. And, and that's fine. I, I totally understand that. But then at the same, the very next sentence, they tell you, well, if you want to get promoted or you have to stand out, you have to, you know, make yourself stand out from the crowd. So it's kind of confusing in the military. And like I told uh, people when they came over to civil affairs, um, the unit would is either going to drive you insane or you're just going to learn how to not let anything affect you. Like everything's just going to roll off your back. And there's, there's really no middle ground. Uh, you're either going to lose your mind and just run off into the woods or you're, you're just – Gonna treat everything the same. Hey, the law needs to be mowed. Yeah, okay. Oh, we're going to World War Three. Okay, sure, whatever. Right? Nothing bothers you anymore because everything's an emergency. So who cares? Well, getting out, I knew I wanted to do something, um, but I didn't want to start a business on my own because that's a lot of responsibility. And honestly, I, I don't want that responsibility. But at the same time, I've talked about people who, who just, they retire and they just want to go fish or just golf. And, you know, down the road, I want to do that, but but not today, not right now. Um, so for me, I started this podcast and I mentioned before, like I've had um, people reach out that they want to advertise if I want to be part of that. And no, I don't want to be part of that. And part of the reason is because I don't know what their intent is. What are, what are they trying to get? And whoever I have on here... I have on here because I want them to put out their message, message, tell their story of how they transitioned and how their story of how they're uh, staying fit, both physically and mentally, because that's important. Right. So I don't know who's trying to sell what they might be trying to sell you a bag of beans, a magic beans. Right. I don't know. And so I'm not going to have them on here. Uh, and I also didn't go the route of, starting a nonprofit. And the reason for that is because if I started a nonprofit, I would need a board of directors. And I had people, you know, offer their, their time, like, Hey, we'll be like, you can just put us down and we'll be on the board of directors. And I, I'm very grateful for that. And I appreciate that. But getting out of the army, I needed something for me, just for me. And this is it. So, um, you know, I was asked like, who's part of your crew for podcasting? It's, I'm the one man gang. That's it. No one else. I guess if you want to count my granddaughter on taco, then sure. They're part of the crew too. Um, 
but I make the decisions. I decide who's going to be on. I just decide um, how long the segments are going to be, if it's going to be a one-parter or two-parter, because I needed this for me. In the Army, you come up with ideas, and if it's a really good idea, um, somebody's either going to steal it and take say that they came up with that idea, or they're just going to shoot it down because they're intimidated by you. So it, it, it almost feels like you're running in sand, right? Like you're putting out all this effort, but you're not going anywhere. And so for me, this, this was it. This is what I wanted to do. This is all me. It might be the worst podcast ever, or it might be the best podcast. Well, I know it's not the best podcast, but it might be the worst, right? But okay, that's me. And I was asked, why is your face the logo? Because that's the logo and there's really no discussion to it. That's it. It's like your music. Why is that your theme music? Why well, I've explained it already. Um, but that's the theme music just because I decided. And it's not, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm not trying to be rude about it. It's just, I recommend that everybody, when you get out of the military, you, you do something, a small project. Maybe it's a podcast. Maybe you just want to go learn how to paint and be, you know, an artist, right? Or maybe you want to learn how to play an instrument, but where it's just you, you're totally in charge and you don't have to listen to anybody. You can do whatever you want. I know Drew likes to fix his, uh, he's rebuilding cars, right? And he does that because that, um, that's his therapy. Well, this podcast is my therapy, getting to talk to people who I haven't talked to in a long time trying to help out our brothers and our sisters, you know, this is my therapy. And so, um, again, if you have suggestions, by all means, please, if you have my number, go ahead and text me or email me. Um, again, that's arantoniorodriguez98 at gmail.com. And I'll, I'll, you know, listen to your, your suggestions and hopefully we can make this better. Now, uh, moving on from that, right? So um, I was talking to Juan today and, uh, you know, He's getting out of the army as well. So the CARE Coalition, right, here on Fort Bragg, it's a good organization that helps out people. Um, but um, when you med board, you start getting a lot of phone calls from different organizations um, that were that know that you're med boarding. And th- those systems are there to help not just, re- you know, people who are over 20 years, but anybody who's med boarding because that, it's a, you know, it's a system made for if it's a, an E3 who's only been in like 18 months, they have to help that, that kid um, find life after the military. So, you know, there's programs to help them with their resumes, to help them with job interviews, to help them uh, with vocational training. It, it's a good program, right? And so the CARE Coalition is also helps out with that, right? So here, here's my the only issue with the CARE Coalition. Uh, and I'm like this too. I don't have all the answers. I don't know everything. So the the advice that they give out there, you have to understand that that's all it is, is advice because they're telling people that, hey, if you plan it right, then you, know, you want to make sure that you sign out of the Army after the 15th. So then you, know, you have it lined up and your VA uh, claim is in. So then you'll get paid the month right after. Well, here's the thing. The CARE Coalition doesn't work for the Department of Veterans Affairs. They have no control over how fast your claim gets put through. They're right. You should get your claim in as soon as possible. But when you're going through the med board, they basically hold your hand 
And so it's almost impossible not to get it in on time. And the reason why I'm saying this is because in July, I signed out on terminal leave on August 18th. I was out completely out of the military on October 18th, right? First week of July, I got my notice from my unofficial notice from the Department of uh, Veteran Affairs saying, hey, I had something about like 480% disabled, which meant I was going to get the full 100% rating, right? And so then come October or September, my status in, in the VA gets changed, right? And it says uh, that in that it went back to evidence finding and review, right? I was already, there. there's five steps if you don't know how this works for the VA uh, when you put in your claim. Um, and I was at step three, getting ready to go to step four. I should have been at step four. Step four is notification when they send you the letter and the email, right? So the statuses or the first step is they receive the a claim received, then the second step is initial review. Then the third step is evidence gathering, review, and decision. Fourth step is preparation for notification. And step five is complete. Well, I was at step three, and then in September, <clears throat> it went back to initial review. And then it updated on October 19th, which was my first official day out of the Army, back to evidence gathering, review, and decision. But they had already decided what my percentage was, right? So I didn't understand why it went back there. So I called the VA and they basically said a lot of words saying, hey, they basically told me to pound sand and said, hey, that's just a stage it's in. So what am I going to do? Am I going to argue with them? Am I going to get upset? No, because I don't want them to accidentally lose my claim or delete it, right? So my stuff should have been ready. So what does that mean? I don't know. Maybe I'll get paid December 1st. Maybe I'll get paid January 1st or February 1st. I don't know because I don't know what the backlog is. And Care Coalition doesn't know what the backlog is. And it's important that we all understand this because when you get out and you sign out on terminal leave, the last place you go is finance, right? You have to turn in your uh, leave form. And the gentleman there, the guy at Fort Bragg, he's real snooty. I wanted to punch him in the face. Uh, but that's neither here nor there, right? Which if people are signing out on leave and they're no, no longer in the military, uh, my suggestion would be probably to be a little bit nicer because what's going to happen if I punch him in the face? Hmm, not much. Um, but so he tells me, hey, so make sure, you know, your regular retirement pay is there's going to be a little bit of a lag. So make sure that you, uh, you know, budget wisely. It's like, wow, well, you know, the army probably should have told me this, I don't know, six months before I signed out on terminal leave. I, I didn't have to, I had already saved money, but it, it's just, you know, that's just the army. It's piss poor planning, right? When they don't need you anymore, it's just piss poor planning. Right. And, and that's fine. Um, and the reason why I say this is because again, first official day out was October 19th. So I should have been paid November 1st. I didn't get paid, right? And that's fine. I knew that was going to happen. Um, I got a notification today from DFAS saying, hey, uh, you're, that they finished my paperwork for retirement pay. So that pay should kick in December 1st. So you can expect, you know, the first month, you're probably not going to get paid. And it'll probably be the second month. So that's just for everybody who's out there who hasn't uh, left the military yet. And these are just small things that you should know. Um, 
your VA claim, who knows when you're going to get paid because who knows who's handling it? You know, we all don't have the same, uh, what is it? Claims adjuster or person making the decision. Our files go to different people. So you, you just don't know. So you have to do just budget wisely. And anybody who's telling you, Hey, you're, if you do it right, this is how it's going to happen. They're giving you your, their best guess. They don't know because they don't work for the department of affairs. And if, if you think that I have a bias towards people who were sergeant majors uh, when they were in the military, you're absolutely correct um, because they don't let go of their rank. And when you see them, they still talk to you like their sergeant majors talk like mentor, like, bro, we're not in the army anymore. You're not mentoring me. If you were my superior before, you're not anymore. We're peers or if anything, I have surpassed you because all you had was the military. And if that sounds arrogant, Maybe, but I know I'm better than them. So why would I hide that? You know, I, I know this is coming off a little arrogant. I, it just makes me upset that somebody who is just doesn't know for sure is giving out bad information to my friend. And so I, I tried to explain to Juan what was going on. And with the caveat that Juan, this is my best guess because I don't know either. I don't work for the Department of Veterans Affairs. And so I don't care if you work for the co-coalition. I don't care if you work for any other organization out there trying to help veterans. You need to be upfront and tell people, hey, this is my best guess. Unless you're absolutely 100% sure, like, hey, if you do it like this, then you'll be paid on this date. But if you're not, you have to tell them, I think it might happen this way. Okay, because not everybody is financially secure. Not everybody is financially stable. You know, you don't want to stress them out, but you know, you want to be upfront and honest with them. Um, so that's my little rant about that. Right. Um, the next part I want to tell you is, uh, so I want to capture my, my journey with the VA. Right. So as I mentioned, you know, I, I don't know when I'll hear my official notice about my claim. Right. Because who knows, it should have been come, come in by now. But I know those people are overworked or maybe they're not, not overworked. I don't know. Maybe they're just taking their time. Uh, and that's fine. I know I'll get my notification here um, soon enough. But that aside, I uh, decided to be a little proactive, right? And I know I've been talked about Chapter 35. So Chapter 35, I'm going to use that next year for my daughter, uh, once my GI bill runs out, she has another year in college and we're going to apply for chapter 35. Uh, as long as I get this, uh, this rating that I, I that I was told I'm going to get, you know, um, then we'll file for chapter 35 and that should help pay for her last year of college. Um, but for me, you know, I, I went in and I applied for this, uh, what is it? VR. VRNE, this Veteran Readiness and Employment um, Training through the VA, right? And so I was asked, like, well, why are you doing that? And it's like, because it's afforded to me. Um, this, you know, again, this isn't a zero-sum game. It's not like if I take it that somebody else is going to miss out on this. It's it's there for, for veterans. If you just read the... Uh, 
prerequisites, what's required of you, and you can apply for it. So that's what I did. I just went online and filled out the application. And, you know, about a week later, I got, I got a um, email from my, uh, I guess, I guess they're calling her a counselor. I'm not sure what she actually does, but basically I'm trying to get um, just some fundings for, um, cause I, I want to go to this data analyst training, right? Um, cause that seems to be a pretty hot um, occupation. And I was asked like, well, why are you looking for a job? It's like, I'm not looking for a job. I'm just being prepared in case something happens. Maybe this company has to, you know, lay some people off, let some people go. Well, I want to make sure I have what I need to find a job as quickly as possible. And data analytics analytics is a pretty good uh, occupation to uh, have right now. So why not? Why not look into it? Um, if it's there, why not? Again, and anybody, any veteran can, you know, go, if you meet the uh, prerequisites, you can go in and, and apply for this. And so why not? Um, so they've offered me again, help writing a resume. So right now, if you don't have a resume, I'm not sure what's going on because there's all these organizations out here that are help you. Um, you know, Bill uh, Mitzef mentioned that he just went through SFL tap and they helped them out with that. And that was good. I'm going to have an episode coming up with the, Dan Kelly, and he mentions how the program that he went through, um, his skill bridge um, program helped him write his resume. And then they did mock interviews on a weekly basis with him. So, so that was a really good program. And he, um, he's going to explain that in this episode coming up here shortly. Um, but you know, this, all you have to do is just go, go into the Google machine and to, just type in V, R, and E. V is in Victor, R is in Romeo, the, the word and, A-N-D, and E. You know, as an echo. And just type that in and it'll pop right up and it'll tell you what you need to do. Um, so that's what I'm doing um, because why not? It's it's afforded to me and, you know, we've earned that. We've earned that right to use these uh, benefits. So... So I wanted to go ahead and also talk about, you know, what do I do for, um, to relax, right? So for me, I, I mentioned, uh, I mentioned that I take uh, guitar lessons, right? Well, what I, I've started doing is the days that I take guitar lessons, you know, I, they're in downtown Fayetteville and they're only a half hour. So I go down there, play some guitar, and then I, load up my guitar in my car, and then I walk over to the vegetarian restaurant, right? And I know you're going to say vegetarian. It's like, that's that's insane. Um, I know if Jesse and Stacy are listening to this, they're um, laughing um, because when we were in Iraq, Jesse started calling me the hamburglar. And the reason for that is because every time we walked into the uh, defect, the cafeteria there, I'd make this big jumbo hamburger, right? And after I'd make that hamburger, I'd walk over to the little um, sandwich stand and I'd get every cold cut that was on there and I'd put it on my hamburger and it would be this ginormous, I don't know what you would want to call it, but it would just be, have like every animal that was used um, to make food on my hamburger. It was well represented from all, all the animal groups, right? And so 
to hear that I'm eating at a uh, vegan restaurant is, is insane. But let me tell you. So I go down there and I think I mentioned I had the buffalo chicken sandwich before, right? And this thing is really good. It tastes better than any buffalo chicken sandwich I've ever had before. And, um, you know, it's not too much. It's, you know, I'm trying to watch my weight. I'm trying to watch, you know, trying to drop down. I'm about 188 right now. I'm trying to get down to 175, um, you know, to have a happy, I mean, a healthy um, weight and have a healthy lifestyle. So eating that, you know, it fills me up. That's my cheat day going down there. That's my cheat day. And, you know, you can upgrade and have the little red potatoes put on the side. And sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, you know, Uh, but it's delicious. And they'll offer you uh, the juice of the day. And honestly, the ingredients for this, there's probably about 20 different things that go into this, uh, to this juice. But I have a, I have a sweet tooth and I love chocolate, right? Well, this juice satisfies that craving and it helps me out a lot because like I said, uh, you know, I'm pre-diabetic, so I I can't have a whole lot of junk food um, because I don't want to die within the next five years. Uh, So it's great to have that stuff, right? Now, let me tell you about, I, I know if you're listening to this, I know you do this too, right? So you go into restaurants or you go into places and you look around, you scope out, you look at like what are where are the exits right? Where are the vulnerable places right? I know the young lady who works in there. She's very nice. She's always been very polite. I think I've been in there three times now. Now the third time I walked in, she remembered my name, and it was that was a nice touch. She doesn't have I don't know how many people go in there, um, but I really appreciated that. Now I know she thinks probably thinks I'm a nutcase because I always sit next to the wall. And the first time I sat there, uh, I sat, so my back was up against the wall, but I was turning to my left so I could see the entrance, the two doors, the the, the doors that led um, to the um, restaurant. But I wanted to make sure that I could see those doors and, you know, if anybody coming out of the kitchen, because I know there's an entrance back there, right? Like how paranoid is that? that that's insane. Um but I know I'm not the only one out there that does that. So I, I know there's somebody else out there that who's listening to this who has who has done that and still does do that. Right? So second time, okay, so I was able to turn my back and because I started feeling comfortable. And so I was only looking at the doors um, forward. I wasn't didn't have my back up against the wall. And this last time, you know, I was able to uh, just relax a little bit more. Um, you know, it's it's there's people in there, but it's not overcrowded because I don't like being in crowds, right? What, who of us does like being in crowds, right? Start freaking out. And so there there aren't too many people. They play some nice mellow music, not not some you know crazy earth music stuff, but you know like uh, some rock music from light rock from the seventies and the eighties, you know, they were playing some uh, Fleetwood Mac in there. You know, it, it, it's just a nice little vibe. And which is funny because that's the name of the uh, name of the, the place. It's a uh, vibe gastro pub. Um, so 
I recommend uh, if you have time to go down there. They're located on 131 Hay Street, uh, Suite 101. Um, it, it's good food. Uh, this last time I went down there and I had the lentil uh, tacos, right? And they tasted just like street tacos from back home in East LA. And I, I don't think you'd notice a difference. Um, so if you have the time, I recommend going down there. Like I said, for me, that just relaxes me going, playing a guitar and then just walking over there and just relaxing and just listening to some music and just having a nice quiet day, enjoying some good food that isn't going to weigh you down. And it actually makes you feel better. Like I, I felt like I had more energy after that. Um, so I recommend going down there. So uh, I wanted to have someone on here. Um, you know, we always want to try to promote uh, veteran-owned businesses, right? And so I wanted to have um, Mr. Derek Jackson on here, right? Um, for those of you who don't know Derek, Derek um, was in the military, um, but he he got out. He ETS. He he decided that he had enough. And the thing about Derek is he got out like right before COVID hit, right? In early 2020. And I want to mention him because he started his own business. He left the military and he went to start a farm. And so he was going to, you know, take his his products and he was going to take them down to the farmer's market. Well, once COVID hit, it, it shut down. And so this young man had to learn how to... He adapted quickly and learned how to um, sell his products without going to the farmer's market. It was some sort of delivery system. Right? I'm not I'm not really sure how he did it. I don't know if he uh, was using FedEx or UPS to ship eggs, but um, Derek got it done, right? And he's doing well. And so if you go on LinkedIn and type in Derek Jackson, D-E-R-R-I-C-K, uh, Jackson, J-A-C-K-S-O-N, um, it's going to say that he's a co-founder at grass fed, grass grazed. I'm sorry, not grass fed, grass grazed. Um, and if you just go into, uh, on the Google machine again, and you type in grass grazed, like his website will come up. And if you're in, here in the, um, North Carolina area, you can order stuff off of her, off of him. I don't know how far he delivers, uh, but it's worth checking out, uh, uh, Junior says they're the best eggs he's ever had in his life. I, d I don't know how you make eggs any better, but Junior says they're they're awesome. So I don't know if they're, you know, cage-free eggs or, you know, because all my eggs, I know they're doing a, a maximum security, doing hard time chicken. So maybe that's why the eggs aren't as delicious as these eggs. I'm not sure, but um, definitely go check it out because Derek is doing – awesome things. I've asked him twice to be on here, but Derek doesn't have time. And I totally understand that. And I, I wish more people were, were like that, that were out there, um, you know, accomplishing things. I, Derek didn't bet on himself. Saying that you bet on bet on yourself is again saying like, hey, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't prepare. So I hope things work out. Derek had a plan and he executed it and he's living a very good life. And I'm very happy for him. And I wish him well. Um, so, you know, this was just going to be a quick little podcast cause you know, it's Saturday morning and I want to get out and help our VFW brothers. There's some parade and 
I'm going to go out there. I don't know what we're doing, but I just want to go out there and spend some time with them. Um, so again, you know, any advice that people give you, just ask questions and ask, Hey, is this for sure guaranteed? Do you know if this is actually going to happen or is this just your best guess? Because you want, when you get out, if you don't, if things don't go the way they said, they're going to say, well, Hey, it's what do you want? You know, they're, they're not going to be there to help you out with the paycheck or to give you a job. So just, just remember that you're very important and your mental health, your physical health is very important. And if you need to um, reach out to somebody for anything, for advice or just for tips on how to transition out, just give me a call or email me and I'll, I'll help you out or I'll get you in touch with somebody who can help you out. All right. So again, until next time, um, make sure you take care of your mental health and your physical health. Physical health. Talk to you later. Zod, zod, zod. And roll tide.